The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. It is presented by DraftKings. I am Ross Tucker, the former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of different media gigs now, CBS and Westwood One and... Bunch of different podcasts. Ross Tucker Football Podcast is daily, giving you your football fix in 30 minutes or less. We got the Fantasy Feast. For those of you who like to play fantasy football, college draft, where we pick the college games against the spread and preview the top prospects in the draft. You can check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod and growing on Twitter and Instagram. We even have a Facebook for that now. That's going to be the spread the word winner this week. Someone that likes and becomes a fan or a friend. I don't even know with facebook.com slash at Ross Tucker pod is how you get there. The star of this show, my co-host is Steve Fezzik at Fezzik sports and only at Fezzik sports. I might add, do not fall for the imposter I can't believe he's even allowed back on the internet. He is the worst. It's at Fezzik Sports. I say this like 10 times an episode, and yet he will post something, and he's blocked, and I'll see someone reply to it like, great job, guys. You were up again this week. That is not Steve. Steve is at Fezzik Sports. Steve, we're obviously going to do what we do every week. We're going to recap how we did last week and look ahead to this week. I did want to start, though, since we record this Tuesdays at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time and and talk about DeMar Hamlin. I'm guessing most, if not all of you, are aware of what happened last night with DeMar Hamlin. As of 10.32 a.m. Eastern time, what we know is that he's in critical condition at University of Cincinnati Hospital. He had cardiac arrest. They restored his heartbeat on the field. That's what we know. That's the official statement from the Buffalo Bills. On some level, it feels weird and arbitrary to be going over our sports bets from last week or our bets for this upcoming week. 
while this is going on with Demar Hamlin, and while we don't have more information about his status, but I'm not sure that tomorrow would make it feel that much different, or Thursday for that matter, or even Friday, right? Like I, I, I don't really know what the right answer is. I don't pretend to know what the right answer is. This is when we record every week. So this is when we're going to record today. What I would say is, if you're not in the mood to listen or watch content about betting, totally get it. You don't have to. You can wait till Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or not even listen to it this week. Totally understandable. Totally up to you. But like I said, there's no sort of playbook on how to handle this situation. So we're going to do what we normally do, knowing, of course, that some of the things that we talk about are going to be affected by whatever the NFL decides as it regards that game, as opposed, and in addition to the game, they're going to be played this week. So that's the thought. I talked a lot about DeMar Hamlin, my thoughts on as a former player, how I felt about it last night, how I still feel about today on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. So if you're looking for more of that type of content, please check that out. Uh, We are going to dive into the betting stuff because I think some people in situations like this would welcome a diversion from only thinking or talking about DeMar and his health status. So that's kind of what's cool, I guess, about podcasts is if this is what you want to do today to get your mind off of it or think about something else, you can do that. If you have no interest, you can do that as well. I know, Steve, um, you had some thoughts as it related to um, DeMar Hamlin and the game that was postponed last night. Well, player safety is always the number one concern. So I'm thankful that the game did not get played. And moving forward, I think the emphasis should be on player safety. Don't ask, don't even think about trying to reschedule this game, have short weeks for the players involved, potentially disadvantage the rest of the league, trying to get this game and no. So no contest, any bets made on this game, just get refunded. And Cincinnati and Buffalo should play 16 game schedules. Now I get it, that has large implications in terms of where the playoff seating will be. Well, that's ancillary to like life and, and the importance of what, transpired in the health of the players but the nfl has a unique situation here where it literally will benefit every single team to make this decision kansas city won't be upset because they'll be playing for the one seed the Bengals won't be upset because although they can no longer get the one seed they will clinch the division and the buffalo bills should be happy as well because they'll be in a position still to get the number two seed with the win and won't have a situation where we're already talking about a Buffalo team that's traveled multiple times with the snowstorms and the like. They've had so many disruptions. I think that they would be, they should welcome the fact, hey, get their minds right, take the week off, and play week 18 for the number two seed. Everybody wins under the scenario other than the Baltimore Ravens, and it's the right um, thing to do and sends a message to everyone that player safety is what's most important. Um, you know... That's interesting thought, Steve. I think on, um, first of all, I just don't see how you move. Um, all of this would be provided that Damar is okay, of course. I just don't see how you move heaven and earth 
to try to get this one football game in. I don't think these guys want to play another football game, you know, tomorrow or Thursday, whatever, whatever they would try to do. That doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. It, like you said, it's a no contest. It's a tie. Ties are a real thing that happen in the NFL. The game could have ended in a tie. Uh, they're pretty evenly matched teams. Obviously, the Bills think that they would have won and they would have gotten the number one seed and the Bengals, I'm sure, think they would have won and whatever. Um, but draws happen a lot in other sports. And so um, I do think that that is the way they should handle it. I agree with you on that, um, especially given the circumstances. Let's move on, Steve, to last week. Uh, interesting week. You were up seven units for the week. Um, I was dead even, zero, um, neither won nor lost. So for the year, you're back up to seven and a half units, and I am up 39 units still. The Cowboys and the Titans kicked things off, and we didn't have anything on that game. Saints-Eagles, Saints were getting six and a half. I leaned Saints getting the six and a half. They won outright. You put two units on the over, Steve. The over 44 really didn't even get close. Three more defensive touchdowns, and I would have been there, Ross. Bad pick. <laughs> um, Chiefs-Broncos. I leaned Broncos. It's a shame that's all I did because they only lost by three. They were getting 13 and a half. The next game is Jags-Texans. Well, that, that one surprised me. I put a unit on the Texans getting four points. Total no-show by them. I, I don't know. They had been playing really well. They're down 28 nothing early third quarter. I mean, that was a no-show. And the Texans have had a game and a half lead for the worst record in the NFL versus the Bears the entire second half of the season. As soon as that lead got cut to half a game, shocker, NBA tankapalooza happens with so many teams at the end of the year. I have to feel organizationally. Uh, I know teams have to be very careful about this. It is very important to the Texans that they don't get another win, or it should be. Um. How do they do that, though? Well, players are going to play to win. Players are playing hard. Evaluation of talent, the play calling that gets done by the coaching staff. Uh, as a former player, Ross, I'm sure you were. there were times where a certain play got called and you're thinking to yourself, that's not going to work, is it? Um, yeah, probably. Um, but... That was because I just thought the coach was incompetent or I was frustrated he was calling that play when it didn't seem like it was it was uh it was working that day. We get to the Panthers and the Bucks. Boy, this one hurt, Steve. This one hurt. I had the Panthers getting three points. They're up 21-10 in the fourth quarter. Somehow. They let Tom Brady throw three bombs over their head to Mike Evans in this football game. Twice in the fourth quarter. Unbelievably unacceptable. Then Darnold, then it's like, okay, it's 20, uh, what was the score then? 27-24, okay. 
Darnold fumbles in his own territory. They score then. Then the Panthers actually go down the field and they decide rather than going for the touchdown, they decide to kick the field goal because they're down nine when they were right down there, which maybe is the right move, but not for my bet, Steve. That was that was harsh. That was a tough one. A confluence of bad events um, all conspiring to cost you your bet. I will say this. Um, I'm not really um, a, def- a, a player specialist, but sure look like um, Carolina was out without their best corner. <laughs> that made a huge difference in this game. Yes. Absolutely gigantic that J.C. Horn didn't play. But then help the guy. Don't let these other guys get dusted over and over again. Gosh, you lean bucks, by the way. So that was a good lean. Lions, Panthers, you don't usually do this, Steve. You only put one unit on the Lions. They crushed them. 41-10, the Lions beat the Bears. Yeah, and I got a bad number. I don't. I think I laid five and a half. And, laid you know, six. I laid six. So you hear all the time, respected money, sharp money, pro money is on a team. It's not necessarily true. Like when you see a line move. So what happened with this game is that the Bears – that line dropped from six to five, all the way to four in some spots. And I'll make the case, you know, sometimes it's just money. Sometimes it's just some big betting syndicate, we big men with big, big, big balls and funding. We're going to bet, 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 bet. We don't care what the number is. I'm like, who is betting this? The Bears suddenly are in play for the number one seed. They're in a must-lose situation. And the Lions have been much better than the Bears all year long. And obviously, they're much better at home. So I still can't understand what was all that Bears money. Um, not a plus six. Heck, it was coming in at plus four and a half with both fists. Crazy. Browns, Commanders. Uh, you leaned Commanders. I had the Browns in a teaser with the Dolphins. So I took the Browns up to eight and a half and the Dolphins up to eight and a half. They both covered. So that was a nice teaser for me. Two units there. Uh, what a disastrous decision to start Carson Wentz by Ron Rivera. Dolphins Patriots was my other teaser. Dolphins with that backdoor touchdown late by Skylar Thompson. Thank goodness. That that one, that was the other side of the Panthers Bucks game is I needed Skylar Thompson late after Bridgewater got hurt. Cardinals Falcons. I had two units on the Cardinals getting three and a half points. Steve, I thought Colt McCoy was starting and DeAndre Hopkins is playing. They rule them both out on Friday out of nowhere. Thankfully, the Cardinals still played pretty well. Blau played pretty well, and I got two units. You leaned Falcons. Yeah, and the Falcons should have lost the game. Fortunate to win against the spare cards. So that was um, all the money on Arizona or against Arizona. All of it was wrong. Arizona would have won that game. If, uh, if McCoy would have played. What about Colts Giants? You leaned Giants, even though they were laying the five and a half. That was a good lean. They destroyed them. Niners Raiders. Kudos to you, Steve. Man, I didn't see it. You put two units on the Raiders. There is no way you thought Jarrett Stidham was going to come out and score 34 points. And for the Raiders and light up the Niners. There's no way you thought that. 
There was no way I thought Jared Stidham was going to get one snap in the game because we came <laughs> on Tuesday morning and I took plus six and the line goes down to five and then it rocket ships up to nine and a half with, with the news. And hey, you know what? Buyer beware. This is the time of year. Let me pull back the curtain a little bit because a lot of people treat betting on the NFL like a final exam where you study for five days, you go over everything and then you make your bets on Sunday. And that's simply not how it works. The way the best pros in the world make money. I'm friends with the hitman, Tommy, one of the best bettors right now out there. And he is a huge guy that's constantly watching the screen, the information, the quarterback changes. And he'll tell you, you know, getting in front of those. It didn't work last week, by the way. A lot of the line moves lost. But getting in front of the informational changes when there's quarterback changes announced and getting your bets in, you've got a window of opportunity of seconds before these games get pulled off the board and readjusted. That's how the pros make a living. It's just just like buying stocks. If you can get in at five when a game closes nine and a half in the long run, you're going to win. Well said, Steve. Very, very well said. Um, the next game we had involved the Jets and the Seahawks. I had the Seahawks in a teaser. So did you. Had the Seahawks up to eight and a half. They obviously won by a lot. Paired with the Bengals. You had three units on it, Steve. I had two units on it. That game, we're just calling a no contest. And so, voiding the bet. So that's a shame because I feel pretty good. The Bengals were up 7-3. They were getting 7.5 on the teaser. I thought that would be my uh, in the money for the week. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Speaking of unfortunately, we went head-to-head on that Vikings-Packers game. Wow. Vikings were getting three points. I put one unit on them. You laid it with the Packers. 41-17. Although a kickoff return for a touchdown – an interception return for a touchdown. I don't know anybody was really expecting that. Yeah, Packers should have won by 10, not by 24. Um, hey, all the hate mail I'm getting from the Minnesota, the city of Minnesota, city, the state of Minnesota has ceased. Um, the Vikings are a below average team. Everybody knows it, and except for some of the national content providers that had the Vikings as a top three team. Well, now we all know every the, the Vikings are the team Everybody wants to play in the playoffs because, Ross, they're no good. Rams, Chargers. I put two units on the Rams getting six and a half. That surprised me. They had been playing really well. Chargers blew them out 31-10. Just a bad call by me. You had two units on the over 40 and a half. Talk about getting the right number, Steve. The game finished 41. You won by half a point, two units. And they were cutting in line on Wednesday to play over 41 and a half and 42. And, you know, there's a reason, you know, Ross and I met, met during the offseason. We talk about the timing. We used to do this podcast on Wednesday and now we do it Tuesday morning. And this is an example right there. Boom. There's a what would have been a loser gets turned into a winner by getting at it early. Um, next game is Steelers-Ravens. I had two units on the Steelers getting the three points because, as you said last week, that this game never is more than three points, one way or the other. So I got two units. 
Steelers won the game outright. You had two units on the under 36, Steve, and won it easily, 29. My buddy Chuck thinks that we're the greatest thing ever because he bet the under and the Steelers. And it probably was correlated also. I'll make the case the Steelers probably should have won by more. And a very questionable penalty that um, the Steelers had set up a touchdown for Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is a team right now with Lamar Jackson with a top five defense and a absolutely horrendous offense. So it wasn't surprising that a tough physical Steelers game team wore them down and ultimately won the game. Obviously, last night's game uh, did not happen, so the bets there are voided. For the week, you were up seven units, Steve. I was break-even. You're up seven and a half for the season. I'm up 39 units, so we did not have a best bet. We did have a best bet, but it was that Seahawks-Bengals teaser. As As a reminder, you can always check out all of these bets. There's so much data, year to date. Week 17, I mean, uh, line, total, teasers, props, how Steve and I do home, road, push, winners, fave, dog. I mean, it's all there at patreon.com slash rtmedia. All you have to do is become a Tuckheads member, and you can see so much data on how Steve and I do. I don't need data to tell you, Steve, that I am a huge fan of Omaha Steaks absolutely love how delicious Omaha Steaks is. From gourmet entrees to lean, tender steaks aged to perfection, convenient, simple to prepare meals, Omaha Steaks has everything you need to bounce back from the holidays, stay cozy all winter. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. Order with complete confidence today knowing you're ordering the very best visit omahasteaks.com use promo code even at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order so they got pork they got seafood they've got chicken they've got a hundred percent money back guarantee and you get extra $30 off your order if you use promo code even at checkout this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done. Steve, we move on to week 18. I got to tell you, because of the uncertainty with motivation for certain teams, I don't have a lot of plays this week. We'll start with the game that I'm calling. It's the Chiefs and the Raiders. I'll be there in Vegas. Right now, the Chiefs are laying eight and a half, and the total's 53. And it sure appears that there's a good chance. We'll see what the, happens with the scheduling that if the Chiefs win this game, they're going to get home field advantage. So the Chiefs have everything to play for. I'm going to play a teaser. I'm going to take six and a half point teaser. I'm going to take Kansas City down to minus two. 
I'm going to tease them with the New York Jets from plus one up to plus seven and a half. I don't feel that the Jets should be the underdog in that game. I got to use a six and a half point teaser. I have to get the Jets to seven and a half. You do not tease only getting up to plus seven. You got to go all the way through the corridor of three through seven. Let me um, talk about one teaser I'm not going to make. I'm not going to tease Kansas City with Buffalo, which would be normally a Wong teaser. And the reason being, after Kansas City wins this game, all of a sudden the Bills may well not have anything substantial to play for. So there's an anti-correlation of Kansas City's results to Buffalo's results. When there's an anti-correlation, don't put those two teams together in any sort of bets. Should be noted, by the way, as we record, the Bills against the Patriots and the Ravens against the Bengals, both those games are off the board at DraftKings right now. So we will not discuss either one of those games. They're not on the board. I, too, am going to tease the Chiefs down, Steve, to minus two and a half. I'm just doing the standard six-point, two-unit, two-team teaser. I'm pairing them with the Cleveland Browns up to eight and a half. Really like the way Deshaun Watson, the Browns, played in the second half. They care about beating the Steelers. They want to beat the Steelers. Miles Garrett said that. Stefanski wants to end the year strong, make sure he's got a job next year. Watson wants to pick up where he left off playing well. I like that teaser a lot. Browns up to eight and a half. Chiefs down to minus two and a half. Need your opinion, Steve. I'm also tempted to take the Raiders plus the eight and a half. I think it's going to be a good game. The Raiders played very well. It's at home. It's last game of the year. It's Stidham again. Chiefs have not been blowing people out. Can I try to middle that? I think you can. I actually would agree with both bets, and I'm going to join you on the teaser aspect of it because I like your Browns logic. So that the Browns Kansas City teaser is a best bet. The best bet. And I'm going to take the Raiders up to eight and a half. They're they're playing a home. They play the Chiefs tough. I'm sure Mahomes figures out late how to win the game. He always does. But I don't think it'll be more than eight and a half. So I'm going to try to middle that. We'll see. Titans-Jags. The game is Saturday night. The total's 39. The Jags are laying six and a half. I was tempted to tease the Jags down to minus half. I know you say not to do that, but also I'm not going to do that. I also like Mike Vrabel. They rested all those guys last Thursday, Steve. Vrabel's no dummy. Dobbs wasn't bad. And now you get Derrick Henry back. Now you get Jeffrey Simmons back and all those other guys. I'm taking Tennessee but with the Vrabel effect because of the short rest for Jacksonville and Tennessee is all in on this game. And Dobbs gives them a much better chance than Willis did. I'm taking Tennessee plus the six and a half for two units. My power ratings make this game north of seven, but I would lean Tennessee for all the reasons that you listed. The NFL does the Jacksonville Jaguars no favors here. Basically, Titans get a bye last week. Game didn't matter against Dallas. And they got to play the bye on Thursday. So they've got nine days to prepare a Jaguar team. I get it. They got to coast against Houston. It wasn't a tough game. But still, they got a wheel back from a Sunday game to a Saturday game. 
Uh, big fatigue factor, scheduling advantage for the road team here in the Titans. So no action for me. Um, what about, the, we talked about the Browns. They're getting two and a half. Totals 39. We have a best bet pairing them up with the Chiefs in a two-team teaser. Anything else on that game? I'm going to go under for two units. I know the Steelers are higher scoring at home, but uh, the Steelers are getting it done with ground and pound and long ball control, and nothing about Cleveland makes me think they're about to enter into a shootout in Pittsburgh in January. 20-17, to I don't know who wins. I'll take the under two units. That's a pretty good bet. I don't really see either team scoring 20 or more. I'm with you. That's another best bet. Two units on the under 39 Brown Steelers. The best bet. I never do totals. I'm going to be so mad if that doesn't work. So mad. but Just blame me. Blame me. Yeah, I will. I will. All right, how about the Vikings? They're laying four against the Bears. Totals 46. I got to tell you, Steve. Uh, first of all, I the Bears might not even play Justin Fields. I don't think the Bears want to win. And the Vikings, their incentive is questionable too. They know the Niners aren't going to lose to the Cardinals later in the day. That's not happening. The, Card- the Niners are going to be the number two seed. Plus, to be honest with you, I think the Vikings would probably rather be the three seed and play the Giants and have to play the Packers, if we're being honest, or the Lions. So I think this is a game where I'm not sure either team really wants to win that much. My guess is the Vikings probably do. I got to stay away. I'm going to stay away as well. But one comment I want to make, the Vikings and the Lions are comparable teams. We know this to be the truth because they just played a couple weeks ago and Detroit was home and they were laying two and a half. So the Bears were just at Detroit catching four points. Now they're home against basically the same team and they're catching four points. That means either the Bears don't care about winning this game at all or the Bears are the right side. So maybe maybe the Bears still want the number one seed and they're not going to make the right decisions to win, but that's priced into this game. I pass. Now we've got the Bucks and the Falcons. The Bucks are underdogs. Bucks are getting three points. Total is 40 and a half. We know the Bucks. Now here's the thing. Todd Bowles says they're going to play their guys. None of the betters evidently believe them because otherwise they wouldn't be underdogs here. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe them. I mean, they might play a series preseason style. In general, pulling back the curtain when a team is going to empty the bench. I mean, you got to still fight. You know, this is a lineman, Ross. Linemen don't get games off. There's not enough of you guys. So you can't um, um, not play your starters on the O-line. But, um, yeah, Brady, Evans, and the skill position players, the stars don't play more than a series. Usually, Vegas makes a 10-point adjustment in the line. Well, if that's the case, Tampa would be laying three in most circumstances. And now Tampa's getting three. There's only been a six-point adjustment. I don't think it's enough of an adjustment. Uh, Tampa, it'll be the spare bucks in the second half. Atlanta minus three, two units. Interesting. Uh, 
I'm doing it too. I had written it down, and then I thought about Todd Bowles say we're playing. I don't believe him either. And Atlanta, they want to get this win. It's all young guys, rookies, playing their hearts out. Algier, Ritter, etc. Atlantis, minus three, two units. We got another best bet. The best bet. Jets-Dolphins, totals 38 and a half. The uh, Dolphins are laying a point. I got nothing on this game. I, I don't know what to expect from this game at all. You already teased the Jets up. I guess I like the Jets if it's um, Mike White against Skylar Thompson. Uh, who knows? You have anything else on this game? Just that Monday morning, 5 a.m., this line was three, and there was even a three and a half out there. And I start texting because I was up. My experts, I'm like, what's going on? I think Skylar Thompson's going to be the quarterback, right? Teddy's got the screwed up finger. And no way Tua's going to play regular season. He might, If they make the playoffs, he might not play. And my buddies all agree. They're like, yeah, I don't understand this line. So um, so we took it. I know I'm past posting. If you bet this game, you should have had a big bet on Jets plus three. Can't really recommend them only getting one. Texans, Colts. Texans are getting three points. The total is 38. I can't take the Texans. They they don't want to win that game. You already talked about it. Colts are laying three, though, with Sam Ellinger starting. Is that enough for you to take them? You can lay two and a half, but it's not available on DraftKings, so we're going to pass at the three. If you've got access to a two and a half, I would lay the two and a half. Carolina and New Orleans, totals 41 and a half. New Orleans playing better. Carolina is getting four points. Just a lean to Carolina. Pretty comparable teams. The problem is, is that Carolina just had the dream crusher getting eliminated from the playoffs in a game that, frankly, was within their grasp. I don't know if I want to back them off of that crushing loss. I'm taking Carolina plus four. I I, I think they are. Going to bounce back. I think Darnold wants to finish strong. I think Wilkes wants to finish strong. Saints have been playing well. Give them credit. But I think this is a toss-up game. Toss-up games, I get four points. I take the team getting the four points. Giants are getting 14 points in Philadelphia. Total is 42 and a half. The betters do not think the Giants are playing at all, clearly. And I think the betters are wrong. I'm going to give R.J. Bell credit for this one because he alerted me to the handicap, and I totally agree with him. Um, I'm going to play the Giants first half plus nine and a half for two units. I'm going to play the Giants for the game plus 14. I don't see there being any way that Dayball and the Giants are not going to play their starters, and here's why. Organizational history. The Giants, when they beat, when they won the Super Bowl against the undefeated Patriot team, played the Patriots Week 17 in a meaningless game. Giants played their hearts out, ultimately um, built character, wound up winning the Super Bowl. So no reason to think organizationally they would differ from that approach. Secondly, it was two years ago today that the Philadelphia Eagles chose not to play Jalen Hurts at quarterback and went with Nate Sudfeld in a Week 17 game. The Eagles lost that game to the Washington football team and that cost the New York Giants the division title. I know the Giants were only 6-10. and 10. It was only two years ago. The Giants well remember the Eagles tanked, screwing them over. Well, it's payback time. 
I think the Giants are going to return the favor, do everything they can to return the favor on the Eagles that cost them their division title two years ago. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, you might be right, but I'm not betting on Tuesday on that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm going to pass that game. What about the Cowboys? Wow, this is back up to the Cowboys laying five and a half. I think it was three and a half 20 minutes ago. I don't know what information came out, but the Cowboys now laying five and a half totals 41 against the Commanders. It's a very difficult game to handicap because you've got a situation where the game really matters for Dallas if the Eagles lose. But the Eagles are a 14-point favorite, so you could certainly see Dallas saying, you know what, we're probably going to have to play the playoff game the next week. Maybe we don't play all our guys. Um, This line move is saying they're going all in to win this game. And frankly, this Washington team with Wentz at quarterback is completely dysfunctional. I know I don't want Washington. I'll pass the game. Passing it for the reasons you mentioned. I, I don't I don't like to bet on this much uncertainty. Cardinals and the Niners. The Cardinals are getting 14 points. And they're actually going to play all their guys and try to win the game. Total is 40. Here's a game. I'm not going to have an official play, but I really think that all the Niners want to do is win this game. So I'm going to lean to Arizona plus 14. San Fran is so good on the line of scrimmage. I could see them getting a big lead. And if they do, I'll bet Arizona live in a game. We might well see the 49ers just coast in the second half and keep everybody healthy if they get up double digits. Tend to agree with you. I'll lean Arizona for the same reasoning. How about the Rams getting six and a half points against the Seahawks? Totals 41. Yes. So Seattle... They need to win the game, obviously, and hope for some help. Um, the Rams have been Jekyll and Hyde. They play good game. They play bad game. I don't know what to think of the Rams here in the finale. I will say this. the We played the over early last week on the Rams and got there by half a point. I'm going to predict the same thing is going to happen this week. I think this total is going to inflate. Lock me into the over 41 right now, two units. Passing this game. Uh I definitely lean to the Rams for me, getting the six and a half. I like that bet, but they no-showed for me last week, and um, I, I just don't know what to expect from them anymore. I thought they were playing pretty well with Mayfield and McVay, and then they no-showed against the Chargers in the greatest rivalry in sports, the battle for L.A. between the Chargers and the Rams. How about the Chargers? Speaking of those Chargers, on the road in Denver – Totals 40 and a half. They're laying three and a half are the Chargers. I believe they're locked in, Steve, to the six seed. I don't think they can get the five, and I don't think they can get the seven. I let me think about that. I, are, are they still Baltimore and the Chargers that, that's still in play, though, in terms of because Baltimore's got the oh, same no, record. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. They can absolutely get the five seed. Yeah, so they have incentive. And yep. the five seed is huge because then you get to play Jacksonville probably instead of having to play a team like Cincinnati. Um, you know, Denver has been very disparate week to week in terms of how hard they played. And volatile teams like that that are hard to predict are not teams I want to invest in. I'll lean Chargers. 
Lean, uh, I'm leaning Broncos, getting the three and a half, but I didn't realize the Chargers were 10 and six. I forgot that. They can absolutely, if the Ravens lose, they can get the five seed, which they would love, as we just referenced. Lions, Packers. Lions are getting four and a half. Totals 49. Steve, by the time they kick, the Lions might be eliminated. Yeah, you nailed it. So the way to bet this game, I feel, is that you've just you've got to watch the Seattle game. And the sec- I, I, I don't believe that the sports books are going to pull this game off the board. I think they're going to leave it up. And the second it becomes clear who's going to win the Seattle game, I think then you can go ahead and fire because uh, if you're going to bet the Packers, you need Seattle to win this game so that the Lions are sad because they'll have been eliminated. If you're going to bet the Lions – I don't want the Lions unless they're playing for a playoff bid, and that would require the Rams to beat Seattle. Um, I got nothing on the game because I don't know what the Lions' motivation will be. I would lean Detroit because I think whether they can make the playoffs or not, Dan Campbell's going to get them to play and play hard. So I'll lean Detroit getting the four and a half, but that's got to be deflating if those guys go out there and know that, Seattle won the game. Can't do it. I can check out at Fezzik Sports on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. Went a little bit longer than we normally do because we wanted to talk about the DeMar Hamlin situation, obviously. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money this weekend. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.